I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Tommy Tiernan podcast. And today, I'm going to be talking about pool. I first started playing the game when I was about 12 years of age. I'd been very athletic as a young fella. You know, uh, very good at tennis, (laughs) all the traditional mead sports. Good at soccer, good at Gaelic. But something happened when I went into secondary school. You see, the the primary school I went to, St Oliver Plunkett's, named after the great beheaded Irish saint... The kids were taken from the local housing estate. So you kind of had the measure. You were kind of getting the same kind of upbringing as everybody else. They were from Blackcastle and Troytown and Belcourt and Hillview. A few from St. Mary's Park. And we all had the same kind of lives. But then when we went to secondary school, country fuckers took the bus in to St. Patrick's Classical School in Navan. And these were queer fucking bass altogether. Like 12 years of age and some of them 6 foot tall and 8 foot wide ate and steak for breakfast. You just wouldn't be up to them. These men all grew up to end up playing football for the county and stuff like that. But I couldn't compete with them physically. So I turned to pool. And pool in them days in Navan. Navan is a great town for the game. Some towns lean one way and some towns lean another. I spent a good few years in Ballinasloe. And Ballinasloe is a town not of pool but of altered states. Ballinasloe, as you know, with the large psychiatric hospital on the outskirts of it. Ballinasloe is a town of tablets. Some over the counter, some in the alleyway between Supermax and the church. It is a place of drink. Ballinasloe is a place of psychic madness and exploration and wild jiggery fun. Not a town that could be contained within the six foot by three foot of a pool table like Navin was. I played pool in Fitzsimons's and I played pool in the round O not a half a mile from the house. And what I loved about pubs, pubs were like being in a comfortable house. Pubs were the type of house that you wish you grew up in. Everybody easy and smoking and full of chat. 
no televisions, very, very little tension. And I would spend every Saturday from 12 until about 6 and every Sunday. Now, the pubs would have been open from 12 until about 2, but you wouldn't go in then because that's when the after-mass crowd would be in and the place would be heaving with the smell of perfume and gin and aftershave and Holy Communion. And then back in Ireland in those days, the pubs would close between 2 and 4. So 4 o'clock of a Sunday, you'd go in for a two-hour stint. And if you were good enough, 10 or 20 pence could do you the duration. If you got on and held the table. As a 13-year-old young fella holding the table against men, like. And you felt like Coo Cullen playing his first game of hurling and the men of the tribe looking on at you. By Jays, the town was full of good players back then. Pa O'Brien. Fishy Flanagan. Fishy had a Mohican. He had a, he, he had a Mohican before the fucking... Mohicans had fucking Mohicans. The Rocker. The Rocker could have gone pro. That was the story about the Rocker. The Rocker went over to London to earn his living as a pool player. Shacked up with a fellow by the name of Maltese Joe Barbara. And Maltese Joe was going to teach him how to play the game properly for money like. Maltese ended up in jail. But not before once coming to Navan to play an exhibition match for £13,000. Way back in like 83 or 84. So that was more money that went, than was raised for Live Aid. 13 grand. And the afternoon of the game, he gave an exhibition in the local kind of wasn't like a youth club Usually, like a, it was a place with a few space invader machines and three or four pool tables and Defender and Phoenix and these types of games and we knew that he was going to be there from three o'clock until five and there was no way we were waiting school would finish at four o'clock there was no way we were waiting until then it was the only time in my life that I've ever mitched off school and I ran down and the owner of the arcade knew I was good and he organised for me. Maltese Joe Barbara had been the world pool champion. Now, in any other sport, if you got a chance to play the world champion, wouldn't your father have come down and your mother as well and taken photographs? And, but not with pool. I had to mitch off school. I had to run down. And I played him. Now, I won the, I won the game. And people, my friends were going, you know, ah, he only let you in. And I says, no, I let him let me win. And that fucking shut them up because they weren't entirely sure what I was talking about. But they reckoned it was fucking mystical. I even snuck out of the house that night to go down to the roundo to watch him play the big money game. And he won it. And many, many years later, about 25 years later, after he'd served a bit of time in jail for something or other, nothing he'd done to me anyway, I was in a pool hall in Kentish Town. Back in those days, I mean, this is how strange a man I am. I'd, I'd buy drugs. I'd buy drugs and then go to all-night pool halls and fucking be hopping from the jacks to the pool table and as long as I was beside the jukebox, just fucking playing big country, 
U2 and Bob Dylan and playing pool by myself, even though I was fucking out of it. I, I loved that. But I was in this pool hall one night, Kentish Town, and in walked Joe Barbara. He'd just been released from prison and was called to see some of his old pals again. And I didn't have the nerve to go up and say hello to him. But in my mind's eye, of course I did. In my mind's eye, I strolled up and said, do you remember playing a young fella in Navin 25 years ago? Oh, I remember, yes. The young boy who let me let him win. That's about as close to a fucking Maltese accent I'm going to get. There's a great honesty to the life of the pool player. You know, I fantasise about it now. I fantasise about giving up the stand-up. I mean, I'm not good enough. But there's great honesty to it, isn't there? Maybe you go out and you play three or four nights a week. Anything from five grand to a million on, <laughs> on the match. And if you win, you eat. And if you don't, you're fucked. I know there's a lot of poker players now. A lot of very good Irish poker players. They might win 800 grand in the Rotterdam Open, you know, but they've committed to the lifestyle. You know, they don't squirrel it away. They keep fucking playing, keep gambling. Six months later, then they might be broke. But there's honesty to it. I first played in a pub called Fox's Bar in Navan. One of those old school places. Hardware store, pool table at the front bar behind that farm behind that <laughs> behind that funeral parlour and at the age of I started playing when I was in 6th class in primary school and every Saturday I used to meet my girlfriend I had a girlfriend I've always had fucking girlfriends but I had a girlfriend and we used to meet every Saturday morning and walk to the library now I don't know how we managed to arrange this we had no watches never mind mobile phones but we used to meet just knew um, we didn't even say I'll meet you in the morning we just knew the other person would be there and we'd walk to the library that was Dayton in Navin in 1981 we'd walk to the library and I, I knew she loved me because when we were splitting up she stole a book she stole a book called The Hustler by Walter Tevis, which is about a pool player. It was turned into a movie with Paul Newman and Jackie Gleason. And two of my favourite lines in cinema ever come from that film. Paul Newman plays this phenomenally talented, good-looking, but flawed guy. And Jackie Gleason plays this... Minnesota Fats is his name. This large shark of a man. Paul Newman... He's gone out with this woman and they're both drinking too much and it's kind of, it's a messy, messy relationship. And the line that she comes out with just blew my mind. She roars at him one time when she's drunk. This isn't a relationship. This is a contract of depravity. And even way back then at 12, I knew that's a fucking, I must remember that. The other one was a line that Minnesota Fats says... To Paul Newman, he says, he, pa Paul Newman's name was Fast Eddie Felson. He says, hey, Fast Eddie, you like to play pool? You like to play pool for money? Those two lines have stayed with me my whole life. 
But wasn't it sweet and innocent meeting my sixth class girlfriend and going to the library to read together for a little while and then on the way home we'd call into the Valley Cafe for a bag of chips and we'd walk down the hill and probably without even saying goodbye to her when we reached the bottom of the hill I'd step in right into Fox's Bar and she'd continue up Flower Hill home. That was what we used to do, 12-year-olds now. Sure, Jesus, you wouldn't know what to be at, meeting each other in car parks and then retiring to the woods to sniff each other's butts. That's what they do be going at now, smelling each other's arses. That's the, that's the crack. Sure, I've seen it on YouTube and Instagram. Way back then, what I used to do was steal money out of my mother's purse. It was always in her handbag, hung at the bottom of the stairs. And I wouldn't need much, coins only. Like, she, you couldn't take a note. They'd need notes to pay the mortgage. So you'd take a few coins out and you'd be set up then for the entire day. And you would go down to a smoky pub where men were drinking. Men who, who'd just been made unemployed by the mines or pensioners or just a place of delinquent almost uncultured energies just men who had nothing better to be doing than hanging round fucking bars and I loved it I felt comfortable in their presence I felt fucking safe you know and then I'd come home after four or five hours of that and my clothes must have stank of fucking cigarette smoke and my mother were there where were you I'm sure I'd be balls out, I'd be saying. I was out in the fresh air, cycling my bicycle. And she never once, fair play to her, never once complained about the missing money or the smell of smoke off me clothes. I can remember shots. I, can, I remember a shot I played against Maltese Joe Barbara. I played him in one frame in 1983. And I remember one of the fucking shots. Now, there's no point in me trying to describe the actuality of the shot to you because in my description, it, it, it won't seem as difficult. But let me just say, it was as hard as having a knife in your hand and throwing it in an attempt to get it to fucking stick into an apple that's dropping from a bucket in the rain at the same time as kicking your back leg out and knocking a donkey unconscious. That's how fucking hard it was. I, I remember a shot I played the night I met my wife. And I remember playing this shot. I met her across a pool table in Dublin. And I remember playing the shot and thinking to myself, that's the best shot I have ever played in my life. Something about this woman's company has opened up my chakras. Not in a way that enables me to see God or love my neighbour or help the poor or understand reality. What she's done is she's freed me. Now, I was also, I was, also, I was drinking as well, but she's, she's flowed into me, her presence has softened me up in such a way that I'm capable of what I've just done. Now again, there's no point in, in trying to describe the shot to you, 
other than to say the thing, the shot itself wasn't that difficult because all you do with a pool ball is hitting it in a certain place. That's not difficult. The difficulty of the shot was seeing the possibility of what I attempted. And it is like a flash of lightning. Do you want a flash of lightning for for a, a, a brief second? You, you, and it's like being on stage with stand-up. You're talking away on the stage and next thing, an idea just out of fucking nowhere, you see it bright in your mind. And once you see it, you just have to fucking say it. That's the nature of lightning. Because if you don't say it, then you are without any energy at all. And I saw this fucking shot. And the best thing to do when you see a very, very complicated shot, which involves knocking one ball off three cushions, but at the same time hitting another ball so that it hits another ball and you'll put such a spin on the white that it'll hit the second ball in as well as the very first ball. It, I'm doing the shot to service now. All I can say is that fucking lightning striked. And I, the other thing that I remember about that is the, the effect that it had on her. Now she might dispute this and she might think that I've invented it. But we were playing pool against one another and I played this fucking shot from God. That's all you could describe it as. is a shot from God. So fucking complicated, but so simple. And she saw what I I did and she sighed and took off her shoes. Isn't that incredible? To be in a crowded bar, playing pool, and for a woman, a beautiful woman, to realise that she was in the presence of a fucking wizard. And that there was no point in putting up a defence anymore. She knew now that Merlin had landed. And all she could do was surrender. I have no doubt in my mind that she would dispute that. And uh, have absolutely no recollection of it. But that is how I remember it. And I'm sure it would sadden her greatly if in some sort of public situation, whether in front of friends or on the Late Late Show, we were asked, do you remember the night we met? And I said, do I fucking remember? Will I try and describe the shot to you? Off three cushions, using screw back to hit another fucking ball that was going to hit the ball that was spinning around the table and for the both of them to go in and for me to know that that's what I was trying to do. Oh, I fucking never forget meeting her. How could you forget a shot like that? I have a pool table in the house now. That to me is the ultimate sign of wealth. That's how... <laughs> that's how... That's how Navin buys dream. You know, don't think of swimming pools or Porsches. Don't think of owning our own helicopters or a flock of Mexican piglets. <laughs> it's imagine, imagine one day if you had enough money and enough room to have your own pool table.
So I don't play in bars so much now. And when I moved to Galway, there was much better pool players than me here. But just because somebody is better than you at something doesn't mean you're not one of them as well. So I'm a pool player, even though and I, there are fellas who are 25 times as good as I am. But unfortunately now there aren't that many pool tables and pubs no more. Bar owners can see it as a source of conflict, even though the tuppence that it brings in to me would be worth it because it's social. But anyway, I have a table in the house and I play by myself. I set myself certain challenges and I, I fantasise about, you know, I have such a, an active imagination that I'm not standing in the room in my house on my own. I'm clearing up to win the world professional pool title. And it's funny, when I imagine myself one of those situations and I'm on the black, 99 times out of 100, when I imagine myself about to pot that ball to win the world title, and sometimes I get a lump in my throat saying it like, I say to myself, this is for the Navin boys. And I remember them, all those fellas that I used to play with, Tino, Francis. I remember Eric. Eric was fucking good, man. Tall, slender, thin as a fucking pool cue. His father was fucking good too. Philip, Kieran, Whitey, Hector, all great fucking pool players. Fishy Flanagan, Fishy who had a Mohican before the fucking Mohicans had Mohicans. Pedro, Pedro was the godfather. Chris Rochford, Paul Rochford, Kevin Bellew, Sammy Monaghan, great fucking pool players. And you never know. Maybe it's not too late to turn professional. You know, I'm 51 years of age. Sure, I'll fucking... I'll play any man. I'll play any man in any fucking bar in the country for a grand. A grand fucking cash. You want to play me? Just get in contact with the fucking... With, with my, my management in London. And... um they're used to dealing with uh, television offers and stuff for stand-up, but I tell them that uh, I let them know during the week that uh, I've, uh, I'm have i up for, for cash games and uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, I'll fucking play it. No problem at all. I even have my own cue. <laughs> and any amount of fucking chalk. Yeah. I just, all I fucking need is about six years notice just to fucking get ready. That's all from me this time, folks. We'll see you again next time. Good luck to you. God bless. Good luck. This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.